Praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adiwumi. I am going through the Act of the Apostles. And I'm now in chapter 12. And in this Act of the Apostles, what we are doing is we are reading and then stopping and giving comments that we edify, that will help us to, to understand more what was happening in the days of the Apostles, how the Lord was following them with signs, and how the Lord was adding to the church, and how we also should. Go with the Lord. If you are moving, God will be following you with signs also. And that is what we see called the acts, the actions that happen. It's only goes walk through the apostles. And in this generation, the Holy Ghost is going to be working and it's working already through us as we go about. I can testify that each time I was going about in preaching the gospel, the Holy Ghost is working, going with me, following the preaching with signs, people being healed when you pray for their ministries. If you are doing it like a once in three months where you gather a whole crowd in the stadium, when you are gathering and the gathering, the Holy Ghost will be there to minister to them. If you are doing it like I was doing it every day, going from village to village, God was going with me right there then also, visiting those villages. Some people that needed help in that village that need deliverance, you are being delivered, they are being healed. I got to a village one time and I saw some elders. And I say elders because I was like 20 something year old then. And these elders were old enough to be uncles and daddies to me. And they were sitting down about five elders under a tree in the village. And all of them have swollen feet with some sores on that swollen feet. And I said, after I talked to them about Christ, I said, what is wrong with all you guys? What is this thing on your feet? And they told me the disease. And I just said, let me pray for all of you. And I just commanded those things to disappear from their feet. And I could feel from the Holy Ghost those insects. They are like insects in the spirit. Command them to go down into the ground, down to the ground in the name of Jesus Christ. And they were they quickly confessed that well, their, their feet just became lighter. Something that was heavy, so it became lighter. One of them said, well, the feet just got lighter now. And all of them complained that, commented that their feet got lighter because they were healed. And that swollen part just went down. That was the Lord Jesus Christ doing that for them, delivering them. Because maybe they have some water that they are putting their feet into in the river that was contaminated that where they were walking, many of them walked without shoe. So that was how they all got those uh, swollen foot. But they were healed because Jesus Christ delivers. His name delivers, as I said. So that's why I said, let's say we follow you with signs when you are going about, witnessing for him. And also he will deliver you. Now we are in Acts of the Apostles chapter 12. We are we're going to hear the story of Herod the king started persecuting the church. Let's go. From verse 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with his sword. Now James, the brother of John, that is Peter, James, and John, the inner circle. And it looked like as if uh, God didn't do anything or God didn't show up. And sometimes all of these wicked rulers. They would do some things and think they were the owner of the world. They own the world. But see, they are only digging their grave in hell. And this man, Herod, he arrested James. Remember, he wanted to stamp out Christianity. 
and touched. Who was their leader? I saw James. I said, he must be one of them, Peter, James, and John. So he got hold of James. And the Bible said he killed James with his sword. For no reason other than that, he was a Christian. And look at God, he didn't do anything. But God allowed it because that was part of what was written concerning James. In the scriptures of truth in the in heaven. But still say, because he saw it pleased the Jews, what do you mean by he pleased the Jews? He must have asked the servants to go and find out from those chief priests what they felt about what he had just done, killing one of these disciples. And he must have found that they said, well, the Sahindrins or the rulers, they were happy. Or they thought, well, we don't need to undo these fanatics. Herod will get rid of them for us. So he thought, well, now they supported him indirectly. So he proceeded further to take Peter also. But then while the days of unleavened bread, and now he already got rid of Peter, was trying to get rid of Peter the same way as he has done for James. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. So it was close to a feast called Easter, which we know that that would have been the, what they call the Passover feast in Israel in those days. But they were calling it Easter because that was the name the Jews, the, the, the Romans were calling it. But they have their own feast, Easter called Easter in Rome. That was coinciding to that same time the Passover. So he said he was going to bring Peter after the feast for to be killed, but he wanted to show them to the people. I mean, more like so that the people would be hailing him that he was doing this for, for the Jews. He wanted to stamp out Christianity. Verse 5 says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of his church unto God for him. Because people now, maybe he suddenly did that of James. Before the believers knew about it, they just heard that Peter, James was arrested and killed. They didn't even get to pray because it was too quick and instant. You know, because what, what, he could have arrested somebody and killed the same day also. So that was what, they, what happened. They were still, everything seems to be quiet, and suddenly they found that before they knew it, James was arrested. By who? By Herod. What? Before they knew it, the second day they said he was killed. They didn't get to pray, you see. But not, that was not the one that caused it to happen because God knew everything about it before it happened. So don't think God was taken by surprise. We believers may be taken by surprise, but not God. But this time he, he, he arrested Peter, but it was not time for Peter to be, to be, to be slaughtered yet. But so the, the, for, for the mercy of God, Herod decided to wait till after the feast. Sometimes God will walk in the background like that. He said, wait till after the feast. Then while he was still waiting for that, and the, the, the Holy Ghost was moving on the brain to begin to pray. So sometimes we need to pray for God to move because many times our prayer is what we move the hand of God. So that's why he commanded us to pray without ceasing. To pray without ceasing. Every one of us must be praying without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. So then the Holy Ghost moved upon the believers to begin to pray, and their prayer is what caused the deliverance of Peter here. Of course, God has already, this has already written in heaven before it happened. So you have to remember, not that prayer is what, what could have, God could have delivered James without any prayer. So you have to remember that. But God allowed it, but our prayer is essential to make God move mightily on our behalf. Another minister says that it looked like a, God is limited by our prayers. 
If we don't pray, he won't be able to do anything much. But we are prayerful, then he will move for us. That's very important. Remember this story of Daniel? He was praying for to know. And then the Bible says, his first day inside the praying, angel was sent. But the angel was delayed by the principalities of Pasha. But Daniel kept on praying. So he kept on praying, make the reinforcement be sent. Michael manifested and drove those principalities of Pasha away. So you have to know then that our prayer is essential for God to move for us. Yes, God can move without our prayer, but we need a prayer to press the button many times. Many times, most of the times. Now, let's go on. He said, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Verse 6. And when error would have brought him forth, the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. I'm reading God, Acts of the Apostles chapter 12. I'm in verse 6. And when Herod would have brought him forth, as when he had brought Peter forth, the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a, a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Guard thyself. And bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. So you have to see, Peter was actually really sleeping. He put his garment somewhere else and slept. And the angel, after rouse him up, told him to follow him. Verse 9. And he went out and followed him and wished not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When the angel manifested, Peter was more like in between trance and uh, vision. So he thought it was a vision. He was following the angel. He said, bind up your shoe. Because everything that Peter brought into that place, the angel got him his shoe. Because maybe they normally we put the shoe somewhere. Got him his shoe. Put on your shoe. Put on his shoe. Put on your gown. Put on your robe, everything, as if he'd been released. He said, follow me. And he just followed the angel. He thought he was in a vision. He said, he saw the angel, but he said, he thought he was in a vision. He said, and verse 9, and he went out and followed him, and which not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and second ward, that's like buildings, they came unto the iron gate that leaded unto the city which opened to them of his own accord. And he went out and passed on through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. Now, let's talk about that. So they got to the gate. You know, the, the prison always have a fence to walk around. And there's a gate that nobody can climb that gate or it's an iron gate. The gate needed to be open, not for the angel. You have to remember that the angel is a spirit. You can go through the gate without the gate open. But Peter was not a spirit, he was in the physical flesh, even though the angels have blinded all the people that are soldiers, blinded all of them that are weak, but they couldn't see Peter coming out through, through their midst, because Peter just walked out following the angel. They were not seeing Peter, they were not seeing the angel, but Peter walked out following the angel. But Peter was still physical, and the Lord can do that, he just blinded all these people. Remember the story of even... Elisha, they probably did the same thing, told the Lord to blind the soldiers. And that kind that they didn't, they were blinded, but the soldiers were 
see somebody the Jesus recognized the fellow what they were looking for is the somebody that was talking to them. But this time they could may not they may not be able to see anything. They just were just doing their own thing and Peter walked past. And then they got to the gate. And if Peter, if Peter is physical, the gate better be open. Or they have to open the gate. So the gate opened by itself. That means a spiritual power opened the gate. And Peter walked out through the gate. And the spiritual power closed the gate again. So that's why I say he opened by of his own accord. Because he didn't, Peter didn't see whoever opened the gate. The gate just opened by itself. Of course, it could be another angel was there that is invisible. Or the spiritual power just opened the gate. So the the, so the Peter went out, and then after the angel led him out through the street, he went through another street. After he got two streets away from the from the from the from the prison, so he said they passed on through one street and forthwith the angel went left him. Verse eleven. And when Peter was come to himself, so he looked around, and said, well, "Where is the fellow I'm following? He's gone." But so dead in the night, also nobody else in the street. Said Peter now. When Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the people of the youth. Now, what do you think you will do now if you are the one? He was there in the street in night, so he now knew that God has delivered him. He finds it was really physical, not a dream. So now he has to go. Should go back to yourself to the soldier and say, Look, I don't know. No, go God is delivered you now. You go and find a place to go and find the brethren and stay with them. That's really what. Peter was going to do. Pastor said, when he had considered the thing, I mean, he found out, where am I? Where am I? He found oh, yeah, this street. I think I, he will remember where the next brothers are. He came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. That's John Mark. Where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, so by this time, it could be 12 midnight, this could be 2 a.m., we don't know, but it was dead night. These people have prayed all night, crying unto God for Peter. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to Akin. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened up the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, that mad. They wondered, why can you be saying Peter? Because you heard us talking about praying for Peter, now you are now Say you heard Peter at the gate. Something is wrong with your head. We are just praying for Peter here. That was what they thought. But she constantly found that it was even so. Peter was at the gate knocking. Then they listened. Somebody's knocking at the gate, all right? So they said, oh, it's this angel. Maybe, I don't know how they go from, it's not Peter to his angel. Maybe they thought this must be supernatural. Maybe the, the voice of Peter is just crying to us. That's what he meant, his angel. Maybe the voice of Peter is crying to us. Maybe we need to pray some more. That's how many people begin to imagine things. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door, they said, somebody's knocking, let's go open the door. So they went and opened the door and saw him. They were astonished. But they were still praying. So you know that God is answering the prayer too, so, so fast. But he beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declare unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go show these things unto James. That's James, the brother of Jesus, because he almost became the leader by that time in Jerusalem. And to the brethren, and he departed and went to another place. Because now the James that was killed by James, the brother of John, James, the brother of Jesus, almost became the, became the leader of the church in Jerusalem by that time. 
Peter was, like you can see, Peter was arrested and so on and so forth. And they were all gravitating to James, the brother of Jesus. So he said, go show these things unto James and to the brethren, and he departed and went to another place. So he's going to have to go and hide, because you don't know what will happen tomorrow morning. Now, if this is in our generation, people will say, well, if they didn't find Peter, they might begin to arrest every Christian also. But see, God can control that. So everything that is happening, we have to remember, it does not take God by surprise. Nothing is happening without God's permission. Because people can begin, begin to imagine that if they didn't find Peter, when the morning light comes, and they might begin to say, let's just arrest every Christian and begin to arrest all of us. No, that will not occur unless God commanded that. That will not occur unless God commanded that. It was Peter they will be looking for, and if they don't find Peter, something they won't be coming after every believer. No. Unless they thought that, they thought that some believers broke the, uh, broke the prison and, and attacked the church, attacked the soldiers in the prison. No. Nothing like that happened. Just disappear, they will be they will be surprised about that. So they couldn't be suspecting that maybe that could happen to them. No, it didn't happen to them. So Peter went and hid himself in another place to see what will happen in the morning. Verse 18. Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small star among the soldiers. What was become of Peter? I mean, they will be saying, Where is Peter? Where is Peter? That they were guarded. And they, you are sleeping? No, we're not sleeping. We are hiding here. Peter was sleeping over there. He just disappeared. Herod will not believe that. He just disappeared. Hey, no, you guys collided to let him out. No, sir. So that was accusation we put upon those keepers. Verse 19. And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. So he thought, well, these people, they collided with Peter. And let him go freely and then say, oh, he disappeared. No, he didn't want to believe that. So he said, all those keepers, soldiers should be killed. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and there abode. And that was the story of Peter's release from the prison. And that was not the end of that chapter. But you can see how the Lord will do, he does what pleases him. Even though he allowed James to be killed, but he, he sent in jail to deliver Peter. Of course, by the prayer of the saints, so though we must not forget to pray. When people are arrested because of jihadist attack, we can still pray and believe to the Lord. If you pray and pray and pray, and that jihadist still killed his believer, you just say that was how it was meant to be. But prayer can also change things, and God can deliver the, the Christian from the hand of the extremists, or can deliver the extremists from the hand of Satan by making them to repent and be saved. Just like he changed Saul of Tarsus from being a persecutor to becoming an apostle. So God has done this over and over again. He's still doing it in our generation. That's what we are saying. Believe and trust in the Lord and just commit your will to his hand. Pray concerning situations. Command and decree. But God is the one that is the final, that has the final say. So we trust him. Praise the Lord. Now verse 20, we're going to talk about the, how, what happened to Herod himself. From verse 20 of chapter 12, because some of those things, God will allow those, these rulers to do evil things for a while, and then the right time come for their judgment, and they will just be just vaporized away from the earth. And that is why most of these rulers that are wicked rulers, they better fear God. The Bible says, He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. All the rulers that think they are it, just killing anybody they think they can kill, like Herod did here. 
killed James. And they were doing the same thing in this our generation. They may not do it by themselves. They sent each man to go and do it. We are hearing stories right now of what's happening in uh, Russia. Accusation that this man, Mr. Putin, must be behind of all these people, Russians that he has been sending to be killed. Many of them were being killed here and there. Some people that are opposing him, even if they are not in, the, in the Russia, they send some agents to kill them. The same thing is happening in uh, North Korea. All these, uh, what do you call them? Dictators always try to do that. They try to eliminate anyone that is opposing them. And that happened in many countries. Just sending bomb, letter bombs to, uh, to opposition. Then sometimes it happened in a country like Nigeria. We are one dictator in, among the military in those days. Send letter bombs to any, any, any journalists that wrote something against them or that are opposed, that are vocally against his regime. They just see the journalists just get bombed and killed and died. And that was happening up to now. Somebody in, uh, being poisoned by the Russian uh, secret agent, another in uh, Europe. They are just killing people that they think is opposing them. They, are, they, they may not realize that one day their own judgment will come when God is fed up with them. That was what happened to Herod in this story. He has done something to James and just killed him and looked like a... Nothing happened. God didn't do anything, and they would say, well, there's no God. That's what they thought. There's no God. Then he took Peter, but then God showed up and delivered Peter. And he didn't even believe that Peter disappeared. He thought, well, this soldier, let him go. Let him go. And he killed the soldiers also. Now, this is the story of how Herod himself was destroyed, or he destroyed himself. Verse 20 of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 12. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. But they came with one accord to him, and having made blasphemous the king Chamberlain, their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. Verse 21, And upon a said day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. So he, we call it feast, or festival, he was going to make an oration. So singing to them, and as this is a the great God. And verse 32 says, And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not of man. They were hailing this herald, that he was more than a human being, he must be a God. And immediately, verse 23, and immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Now, this was written like that, like a summary. He could, he could die standing like that. It could also be that he just fell into a disease from that day that they hailed him and he didn't give God the glory. He just fell into a disease. Fell sick and they have to rush him out of the place perhaps and then a few days later he could die. So that is how it was summarized that he was eaten of worms. I mean, he died of, uh, of some cancerous thing that just eat his body away and he gave up the ghost. So basically, that is why it's just a single moment and any, any proud person can be gone. Any proud person can be gone just in a moment. So that's why we are warning all you rulers, especially rulers of the world, rulers of human beings, rule in the fear of God. If you don't rule in the fear of God, the God of, the, the of, God of heaven can judge you just like that. You remember the story, of the story of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, that was so proud and he thought he did all this thing by himself. And one day, the kingdom was taken away from him. He became insane, insanity. They say he was turned to an animal. 
and he ran out of the of the palace and tying his stone clothes and they have to grab him and he ran into the wood and he was eating grass. He was eating grass. They just changed his, his, heart, his heart to the heart of, a, of an animal. He was eating grass for seven years in sanity. And then he repented and God brought him back and he restored him after he was killed. That's why we have to fear God and be humble before him. And all those rulers that do not fear God, their judgment may be prolonged, their tranquility may be prolonged, but if they keep not fearing God, one day, just for a single day, and they are gone. Verse 24 says, But the word of God grew and multiplied. Verse 25, Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had finished their ministry and took with them John, who suddenly was one. Now, that was summarizing what, uh, what they were doing when they gathered money to send to the to the elders in Jerusalem that they said Barnabas and Saul took the money to Jerusalem from Antioch. And then when they came back, they came back with John Mark because John Mark was perhaps related as a, according to some of these other Bible verses, as they must, it must be not just a believer, it was related to Barnabas. So he brought the young man with them to Antioch. This is the end of chapter 12 and we are going to continue in chapter 13. Next time, God bless you.